dream. Janelle hadn't thought anything of it at first. That's why she didn't tell Rick. She just didn't think it was important. Yet as the dream began to repeat itself night after night, it had seemed distinctly odd. It was difficult, though, telling Rick. Embarrassing. In fact, she made such a mess of the details that after a while he lost interest. She tried to tell him again a week later, when she had experienced the dream twice more, and finished up asking him what he thought it meant. Much to her surprise, he exploded. Look! I don't want to know about your kinky fantasy love life. You always reckon you're tired when I come near you nowadays. Perhaps it's sublimation or whatever they call it. When you feel like a bit of the real thing, just let me know. And if I'm not too tired, I'll do what I can. He finished up, nastily. It was true Janelle would barely climb into bed at night these days before she would be in a deep, deep sleep. It was almost as if it was out of her control, as if she was drugged. Knowing of the rift that was developing in their lovemaking, she would make a special effort to keep awake. But it was no use. She felt herself lose control of her body no matter how much she fought to stay awake. One night she had even fallen asleep in the midst of Rick's ardour, which had spawned a long silence between them, her from guilt, him from anger. He had retaliated as only a young and spurned lover can, with sarcasm and more anger, which only veiled his bewilderment and hurt at rejection. But he was a kind and patient young man at heart, and gradually made less demands on his young wife, feeling sure she would eventually get over it, whatever it was that was turning her off him. But it was the constancy and intensity of the dream that worried Janelle. After the seventh, and what she hoped to have been the final dream, she told Sue about it when they were on their way home from the hair salon where they worked. Both girls lived close to one another, and unless needing to shop or go elsewhere, would often walk with each other, avoiding the long queue for the bus. It's always the same, you see, Janelle told her companion as they walked through the back roads together. That's the odd part. There's this sort of light that comes in through the window, a bit like smoke, and gradually forms into a race-like figure which sort of dances around. And what are you doing whilst all this is going on? Her friend asked eagerly as they darted between the puddles on the pavement after the sudden evening shower. Well, I'm not doing anything exactly, Janelle replied hesitatingly, but I get kind of hot, you know, like, like horny and sort of waiting. Waiting? Waiting for what? Sue was obviously curious. Well, you see, that's the next part of the dream. The figure sort of gathers together and forms this really bright and hot light and then comes closer and closer and then what? Sue, eager for more details, stopped suddenly, facing her friend, her eyes bright with interest. Go on, what happens next? That's the strange part. I can feel the heat from the light and then it gets closer and closer until... Yes, and then? Sue almost shouted her impatience. And then it sort of comes on top of me and sort of, well, it sort of goes through me. 
Wow, like having sex? Janelle wasn't sure if it was a statement or a question, but nodded anyway. Yes, I guess. That's when I wake up. Yeah, yeah. But how do you feel when this sort of thing is going through you? Asked Sue persistently, almost running with her friend who had begun to walk again, this time a lot faster. Well, if you must know, the young woman began to feel herself going hot with embarrassment and was glad of the darkness of the street to avoid being seen. If you must know, I have this almighty climax, you know, an orgasm. Whoa, that's more like it, said Sue enthusiastically. It wouldn't be worth all the bother otherwise. The two girls walked side by side, companionably for a while. Hey, Jan, tell me where I can get them. Get what? Now it was Janelle's turn to be bewildered and look at her friend for explanation. What are you on about? Where do I get the funny mushrooms you're on? Sue laughed mischievously. (laughs) And come to think of it, if you're going to waste Rick, any chance I could make use of him? Before her friend had chance to answer, she began to cross the road. Hey, here's my corner. See you tomorrow. And with a wave of her hand, began heading down the street directly opposite. The rain began to pelt faster and Janelle finished up running as best she could with her few grocery items, both frustrated with the difficulty and glad to be able to use up some nervous energy. Rick was working late that night and the evening was spent in apprehension for what may happen later, but she needn't have worried. Even though once in bed she fell asleep immediately, there was no dream, or the nights after. They had stopped as abruptly as they had come. It was to do with the telling of the story, Janelle decided. Her mother used to talk of breaking a dream by talking about it, though until now she had never been really sure of what it meant. Life gradually got back to normal between her and Rick, although it was now his turn to always be tired when they went to bed at night. Janelle knew better than to complain. Working in the income tax section of the Department of Revenue, it was to be expected at this time of year. About a week later, Janelle was tidying her hair, ready for the first customer, when Sue came bounding into the salon, flushed and grinning broadly. Hey, give a welcome to sexy Sue, she whispered excitedly as she took off her coat and pulled out her uniform. Guess who had one of your sexy dreams? Her friend turned to her in surprise. She didn't feel too good this morning and found it difficult to register much interest, although Sue was obviously keen to talk. Say, did you find you got really excited when the figure started to come towards you? Oh, and and did you say you got really hot? I mean, like you just had to rip your clothes off? No, no, I never got that far. Janelle's voice was non-committal and obviously conveyed the message she wanted, which was quite simply... She didn't want to talk. She really didn't feel at all well. And now she came to think of it, had been feeling nauseous since she got up that morning. Being Saturday, she managed to avoid her friend most of the day because they were so busy. They finished at noon, which meant that she could take the bus without having to wait too long. When she finally got home, she saw that Rick had done the few chores necessary to keep the flat neat and clean and was watching the sports programme on television. She told him that she didn't feel like lunch and excused herself to lie down on the bed. She didn't actually vomit, but all afternoon felt truly sick and weak. In fact, the condition continued all weekend and she thought she might have to ring in sick on Monday. 
But on Monday morning, she felt much better. And other than having to listen to Sue's minute-by-minute description of her new dreams, the day didn't pass too badly. When she got home, she decided to carry on with the decorating project she had started a few weeks earlier, before the dream sequences actually, and getting out her sewing machine for the first time in months, continued on making new curtains and cushions. Janelle loved sewing and took keen interest in doing little things about the apartment to make it homely. She became quite intrigued for a few days, using up the evenings when Rick was working quite late. But then the sickness started up again, and this time she decided to seek medical advice. Fortunately, her doctor was able to see her the next afternoon, which was her day off. Resting up in the waiting room, she began to feel a bit of a fraud and was tempted to cancel out, but on reflection thought it was about time she had a check-up. Dr Webb was a family doctor who had known Janelle since she had been a baby, and she always found it easy to talk to him. She explained her symptoms, fully expecting him to tell her she was a bit run down and simply needed a tonic, when in fact he began to smile at her in an odd sort of way. Janelle, I'll give you an examination of course, but what you've described are classic symptoms, and I'm surprised you haven't worked it out for yourself. The young woman stared at the medic with surprise. What do you mean, classic symptoms? Classic for what? And what's so funny? My dear, you've been married for over a year now. I would think it fairly obvious. Have you not considered you might be pregnant? No, Janelle had not considered it. Not for a moment. Apart from anything else, she had been living with Rick a good many years before they'd got married and had always been on the pill. Her periods were quite regular. And for another thing, she hesitated a moment before telling the old man she and Rick hadn't made love in quite a while. The doctor listened seriously and then, clearing his throat, said... Well, of course, that puts a different complexion on things. I'll give you an examination now, but it might be a good idea if we run some tests as well. It never hurts to have a second opinion. The doctor had delivered his remark in an offhand manner and, as predicted, gave his client a prescription for an iron tonic, which he did not have much faith in, but thought it would avert his young patient's alarm. He did well, as when Janelle left the surgery, she was quite relaxed and simply of the opinion that as she couldn't possibly be pregnant, there must be some other explanation. And having faith in the medical profession, felt sure this would not only be found, but fixed up quickly. The next day being Thursday, she felt quite relaxed, even though she knew it was going to be a long and tiring day. She was glad to see Sue, but was quickly aware that something was wrong with her friend. Very wrong, in fact. Sue was silent and morose all morning, a fact noted by Millie Davis, the owner. Millie had worked hard to get her salon a good reputation for professional service and friendly courtesy and had chosen her staff carefully for both attributes. Knowing that women like to have a little chat or gossip whilst being pampered at the hairdressers, she encouraged the girls to talk with their customers while working. Usually, she had no trouble with Sue, but today it was hard to get even the slightest smile. Try and find out what's wrong with her, she told Janelle, just before the lunch break. Go out back to the courtyard. You'll have a little privacy there. The young woman nodded in agreement. It was considered a privilege to be able to use the courtyard, which Millie had made attractive with potted palms and gaily tumbling hanging baskets. The two friends took steaming mugs of coffee and a packet of biscuits on a tray 
and sat down in the wintry sunshine. Having been friends for so long, Janelle simply asked Sue directly what was wrong, but the young girl took her time before answering. I, I, went, I went to the doctor yesterday, Jan. I felt fine, but you know what mum is like, always insisting we go on regular checkups. Well, he found something. Her voice broke off into a sob. He thinks, I mean, I, I think, well, I know, I know I can't be, but, but he thinks I'm pregnant. It's got to be something more serious, like cancer or something. The words tumbled out in a rush and Sue collapsed in a heap of sobs. She jumped up suddenly and went running out of the courtyard into the salon. Janelle was in shock with the news, her mind in a world desperately wanting to ask her friend questions, which may be best left unanswered. When she got back to the salon herself, Sue was busy with a customer, a forced smile on her face, apparently listening with great interest. Janelle's next customer was a middle-aged woman called Sonia, who lived a few doors up from her in Hyacinth Road. Although separated by nearly 20 years in age, Janelle liked her neighbour and found it easy to converse with her. Although worried about Sue, she could see from occasional glances in the mirror that her friend was working hard at composure and seemed to be much better. Millie fussed over all her customers and came up carrying a cup of tea. Here you are, Sonia. I guess you'll be needing that. Have you taught the girls your news? Although a big woman, Sonia looked up shyly at Janelle across the mirror. Well, no, I feel a bit of a fool, an old biddy like me. Don't be silly, love. I know you're thrilled, and so you should be after all this time. What is it? Have you won the lottery? Janelle joined in the conversation, partly out of curiosity and partly because it was expected of her. Oh, Janelle, I know a young woman like you wouldn't understand. But you see, I'd, well, we'd given up hope. After all... We've been married for 15 years and, well, I, I'm going to have a baby. Janelle's eyes flew to Sue's, who started suddenly. Both listened as the older woman went on talking. The silly thing is, I started having these weird dreams. Almost a premonition, I suppose. And suddenly here I am, expecting. And the crazy thing is, my sister, the one who lives across the road from me, well, she's pregnant too. The two friends gasped and almost instinctively ran towards one another in the middle of the room. Janelle found herself holding Sue's hand. Slowly, with deliberation, she turned to her customer and looked directly at her through the mirror. And did she have strange dreams too? She held her breath. Now oh, that's an odd question, her customer replied with a slight smile. I don't know. I'll have to ask her. Do you think it means anything? I expect we're sort of passing on thought waves or something. The telephone rang and unaware of any significance in what had been imparted, Millie went to answer it. Janelle and Sue were left with the customer who by now had returned to flicking through the magazine in front of her. The two girls exchanged glances. After a moment, Sue shrugged her shoulders and went on with some of the chores of cleaning up. And as she returned to her styling, Janelle suddenly realised that she had not, in fact, told Sue her news about her own doctor's visit. It was crazy, just crazy. She had heard of girls living in close proximity beginning to ovulate together and had cynically put such coincidences down to 
well nothing more than that but to have so many women in the same locality pregnant at exactly the same time and all having experienced such a strange dream well what does one think the only logical explanation she could think of was that there was something in the drinking water that was making women fertile it wasn't entirely impossible was it thankfully she had just seen her last customer for the day and as soon as possible janelle made some excuses to sue about doing some shopping and left the salon she felt a bit mean knowing that her friend needed her now but then again if they walked home she would have to tell sue about her news and only get her friend even more upset she needed time to think this out before she got home because she would have to tell rick tonight and he would be as perplexed as she was or maybe even suspicious well he could do his sums as well as she and there was just no way she could be pregnant any more than sue actually who had sworn she had not had sex for over eight months she hadn't had the doctor's tests back yet but well without a friend to chat to walking home on her own seemed long and boring and as the weather was particularly cold janelle thought she would favor the bus tonight as she was sure there would be one along fairly soon going against her inclination she stood in the queue behind a couple of shop girls both of whom were chatting animatedly about a film they both wanted to see as the conversation waned one turned to the other and in almost total disbelief janelle overheard what she said by the way you know that strange dream you were telling me about last week the one like i've been having well i was like telling mum last night and guess what she'd had some just like it like before she got pregnant i tell you like it's weird like mum still reckons she and dad hadn't fooled around or anything since well like dad got his bad back and dad well he doesn't know whether to be proud that he's a spunk at his age or like being cuckolded in his own home i think they call it both young girls giggled at this thought until she continued off-handedly my brother he says like he says it's an immaculate conception but personally like i think it well i think it sounds more like aliens from outer space what do you think you have been listening to the dream written by brianda cross and performed by brianda cross and john cross Thank you.